folks, Dr. Tim Jordan here with another episode of Raising Daughters. Welcome back and thanks for dropping by. And the school year, if it hasn't already started for your daughter, is just around the corner. So I thought I would tackle a topic today about the school environment. I've been working with girls for over 30 years and it, what that work has taught me is that girls are not all just messed up hormonally driven creatures with poor self-esteem, um, girls who are just full of drama and they're, you know, just, and everybody thinks about the middle school years as the worst years of their life. And, and some of that is true and it's not just about the girls. That's what I want to talk about today. I think it's the toxic environments where they spend the, their time that's the real problem. I've been running camps and retreats for 30 years, when I get a girl in my camp, which is a safe, nurturing, non-judgmental environment, they blossom. If I observe that same girl in the judgmental hallways of school, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to see a very different kid altogether. It's not the girl oftentimes, it's the environment. There's a wonderful quote by Alexander Den Heiger. This goes like this, When a flower doesn't bloom, you fix the environment in which it grows, not the flower. We focus a lot of energy judging girls, and we don't spend enough time fixing their environments at school. And I think the sad part is that most schools are not taking this issue seriously, nor are they willing to spend class time working on their classroom community. Or they might plaster some character education posters on the walls and force feed some platitudes and some new rules at the beginning of the school year. But all that is adult-driven and derived. And these have very little effect and very little staying power because it doesn't come from the girls. And they don't get regular follow-up. I know when schools talk to my wife now about having us come to do our Strong Girls, Strong World program for a classroom of girls, they're so reluctant to give us time. I mean, if we can squeeze you know, an hour out of them two or three or four times, it's, it's, like, um, it's like a miracle. And yet they don't understand and they're not aware of the fact that if you've got girls sitting in that classroom worrying about their social life, if they're worried about what, who are they going to sit with at lunch, if they're worrying about drama and being teased or harassed or being left out and all those kinds of things, if that's on their mind, they are not paying attention and they're not learning. And it's going to cause all kinds of disruptions, interruptions, all kinds of mischief, which makes it very hard for teachers to teach. There are programs called Social Emotional Learning Programs, CEL, S-E-L, that have been very well researched and the results are incredible. Social Emotional Learning is the process through which kids acquire the knowledge and the skills to handle interpersonal situations, uh, create and maintain healthy relationships, express care and concern for other people, uh, taking responsibility for the classroom, understanding the thoughts and the feelings and the perspective of other people, getting in the shoes of other people, recognizing and managing their own emotions, and establishing and working towards achieving positive goals. Sounds great, right? But a lot of people out there are saying, yeah, but it takes so much time. What about the ABCs? And what about scores and all that? And what about getting my kids into college? And let me tell you something. The following are just a few of the many outcomes when these programs are instituted in schools. These are the results of those programs. Girls and boys have a better sense of community. They're more, they have more positive attitudes towards school and their learning. They have higher academic achievement 
and higher test scores. They become better at problem solving. There's reductions in aggression and disruptions in the classroom. There's, there's higher classroom engagement. They've improved coping uh, with school stressors, which is a huge thing today, especially since COVID. Decreased alcohol and drug usage. Teachers thus have more time to actually teach instead of putting out fires all day. And students are more focused and engaged. I never buy a school's argument that there's not enough time to implement these programs because I know they save time. I know from my experience of doing my school program for years, and I've also read the research. When schools call my wife now because they're having a problem with their fifth grade class of girls or their seventh grade class of girls or their, or their varsity basketball team, if they say that they will give us you know, maybe 45 minutes one time, I won't go. Because I, what I know is it's not enough time and they need some follow-up. They need the follow-up. Because they're, they're learning. These are life skills that they don't have yet. I love sitting with, in circles with girls on the floor doing this kind of work with my Strong Girls, Strong World program. Girls in grade school through high school are all over these things too. They love working on their relationships. They love taking responsibility for their learning environment. When they see my wife and I walking in their classroom for one of their sessions, they're excited. They get right down to business, and not just because we bring my dog, Buddy. I also have found over the years that teachers are amazed at how quickly their students get real and vulnerable. They can't believe how vulnerable their kids get. And that's a testament to the fact that these girls are ready and willing and able to do this kind of work. Let me, let me throw out a few of the lessons that we teach girls in our school program, just to give you a, a little bit more specific sense of what social-emotional learning looks like. One of the first things we do with most classes, we do an exercise uh, we call M&M arm wrestle, but we don't tell the kids that. We had them uh, pair off with somebody, lock their, uh, their right arms with their elbows down together, then we tell them every time you get your partner's hand to touch the ground, you get an M&M. If they get your hand in the ground, they get an M&M. And we'll see how many, how many M&Ms you can earn in 30 seconds. Ready, set, go. So, of course, they act like it's a competition. They're like they're arm wrestling. And so we give them 30 seconds and there's all kinds of energy. Then we say, stop. Then we go to each pair and we say, how many M&Ms did you, did you earn? And a typical score is either something like 10-0 or 0-0 or 1-0 or 2-2. And then we ask the girls a very important question. We ask them, what kept you from each winning 30 M&Ms? And they look at us like we're crazy. Like, well, 30, and occasionally someone will get it. But then I'll demonstrate with one of the girls. And I get down and I say, make your arm limp. And the two of us go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And we each earn 30 M&Ms. And they all go, oh. They say, you didn't tell us. I said, whoa. What, I didn't, what do you mean I didn't tell you? I didn't say this is an arm wrestling. I just said, put your arms together and see who can, who can get the most M&Ms. And we asked them, why do you think you did it that way, the way they did it? And they start talking about all the competition in their class. And, and everybody wanting to be the best. And so what we, did, what we often then talk to them about is, how do you want to treat each other this school year? You can be a 1-0 class or a 10-0 class, you know, with certain kids, you know, ruling the class, ruling the playground, ruling recess, or you can be a 30-30 class where you start looking out for each other. And then we make a whole list of what would a 30-30 class look like? 
And they talk about including people, noticing people, um, making sure that they're not interrupting people, being respectful, being kind, being inclusive. They make a whole list of this is what our, we want our 30-30 class to be like. They make a really pretty poster. The kids do it themselves. They put it on the wall, and then we encourage them every week at the start of the week to go over the list to remind themselves this is what we said we want our class to be like. Otherwise, it becomes one more poster they walk by and never see. We also teach them skills for resolving conflicts directly, peacefully. We help them learn how to create win-win solutions with each other. There's a girl I remember a, oh, a long time ago, probably 12, 15 years ago. This was a class of fourth grade girls. And one girl, when we, we taught them the, some skills for resolving conflicts. We gave them the kind of the template. Then we said, does anybody have an example, a real one they want to work through? And this girl raised her hand. We called her in the middle. She asked a friend if she would come in the middle. She said, sure. And then they faced off. And the one girl started describing how uh, one day at the beginning of the year, uh, she felt really disrespected and kind of brushed aside because they were in line for something. And this, this other girl kind of butted in front of her. This is like on the second day of school. And by the way, this girl, it was, it was her first year at the school. She was new. And the girl said that she had a temper and she used to go off on people at her old school because she had been bullied so much. And then she started crying a little bit. And she said, last year I put up with it, but, but I just lost it one day and I was punished by my teacher and I didn't want to go through that again. So we changed schools. I hope it would be different this school. Then here we are the second day, someone's butting in line. And she said, I, feel, I was feeling like, oh, here we go again. The other girl also got teary-eyed not because she, not because she thought, oh, because she thought she might be in trouble. And we said, no, no, nobody's in trouble. We just want you guys to understand each other. She didn't even remember saying, "Move over," and reassured her this wasn't about her being mean. This was about the other girl's sensitivity. So she listened. She mirrored things back, and she got a sense of it makes sense to me why, because of your experiences last school year, it makes sense why you might be sensitive to being bullied or pushed aside. So she committed to being more sensitive to the other girl. The other girl committed to being less sensitive. And if something came up, she would address it with that girl directly instead of avoiding her. The girls hugged. They went back in the circle. And the conflict was resolved. No bad feelings are going to be moving forward. Girls really need to be able to resolve conflicts like that. They tend to avoid conflicts like the plague because they're so afraid of making their friend mad. They're so afraid of losing friends. So, so much stuff gets shoved under the rug and it sits there and it builds and it festers and then it leaks out as mean girl behaviors. That's why every time we do our follow-ups, we, we do lots of different exercises and give them new skills each time. But we always, almost always will ask them, does anybody need to resolve a conflict? And sometimes there are, especially at the beginning, and then we'll show them again. The teachers can't believe, by the way, that the girls are willing to do that in the circle in front of everybody. They always want to take the kids aside, which isn't wrong. It's just that there's so much value in them seeing the process work. And plus, everybody in the class learned something about that one girl who brought it up. They didn't realize what had happened to her in her previous school. So now they see her in a different light. They can be more empathetic to her. They start to learn about each other more deeply. And that's incredibly important. We also teach the kids how to run regular class meetings so they can take full responsibility for the learning environment in their classroom. We teach them how to brainstorm ideas, how to create win-win solutions. 
Um, the, the playground in recess is oftentimes a place where there's lots of mischief. I've been to lots of schools where, where kids were upset with the way teams were picked. Uh, the same kids were always captains. The same kids always picked the best kids, blah, blah, blah. And so we'll bring it up and have someone talk about how it feels when it goes on that way. And then we have them brainstorm. Well, how could you do it different? So that, so that everybody felt like it was a more fair process. And they come up with all kinds of different ideas. Like like they, somebody will make a list and every day the captains change. And they make it an agreement or they make an intention that they'll pick all kinds of different kids, not just the same kids and the quote unquote best, most athletic kids. And when it comes from them and then they're policing quote unquote themselves, it gets better. It's not about the adults having to be out there. That's usually the re- that's usually the the uh, the solution that teachers come up with is we need more uh, we need more adults in the playground. And my solution is you need you need the kids to talk it through, create some of their own solutions, and let them police each other. Social emotional pro- programs like ours, we help girl, the girls learn more about each other. We do lots of exercises where they share things with each other, and they realize they have so much more in common than they thought. They make, they make kind of superficial judgments about, uh, I'm really good at sports and you're more into anime, so I guess we couldn't be friends. But the truth is, they have lots of things that, that are, they have in common besides the more obvious ones. And getting, getting, doing that kind of sharing means the class becomes more safe, less, less judgmental, and the kids feel closer. The best deterrent for mean girl behaviors, in my experience, is how much they come to know, understand, and care about each other. That's the best deterrent. Not rules, not punishments. The best deterrent for mean girl behaviors is how much they come to know, understand, and care about each other. And that takes some time. Social-emotional programs like our Strong Girls, Strong Girls program. In those programs, girls become much more sensitive to each other's needs each other's sensitivities, what makes them tick. Conflicts are handled and they move on from them. They set intentions for what they want their class to look like, what they want the class to feel like, and how they are going to treat each other. This creates much more autonomy, responsibility, and ownership. And when they have ownership, things get better. If you want girls to bloom, stop focusing on labels and diagnoses and trauma. Instead, guide girls in fixing the environments in which they live and spend their time. Improve and fertilize the the garden and watch the flowers bloom. No matter where you live, I know a lot of of you listeners live in all, all over the United States and in Europe and other places as well. No matter where you live, I would encourage you at the beginning of the school year, which is now or soon, to go up to school and talk to the powers that be and encourage them to implement programs like I'm talking about social-emotional learning programs. You can Google that, SEL programs, to get more information you might might give to the schools. My wife and I have even traveled to other cities and other states to to do our program. Um, So you can always contact me at at my website at www.drtimjordan.com. Look up our Strong Girls, Strong World School program. It's so valuable, and it saves time. It does take some time up front, most of the classrooms that we go to, we might, we might go into the classroom six to eight times over the year. We'll go every two weeks for a couple times. Then we stretch it out to maybe every three or four weeks. And, we just, and the follow-up is so critical 
because they're not perfect. And they're doing better, then they kind of slide back, but then we, we meet again and we re, re, um, re-up what they want. They talk about it again. They make adjustment, adjustments and things get better. It's a process. It's a process. It's a process. Encourage your schools to have these kinds of programs. Make sure you're not so focused on school, I mean, on college prep and ABCs and math scores. Don't get so invested in that that you ignore a very important part of children's education, which is growing up, people skills, learning how to manage their emotions, learning how to understand people, developing more empathy, social emotional learning. Check it out. Check out my Strong Girls, Strong World school program as well. Hope this helps. I hope your kids have a good start to their school year. Um, and if you want more information, again, check out the website at www.drtimjordan.com. Pass this on to your friends. Thanks so much for stopping by. I'll be back here in a week.